This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Football, winning defensive football, taking the football away, stopping the run, playing great on money down. So we got to go do it. It's very, very easy for me to say it and for us to say it. Uh, we got to go do it. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Ojo, Jaron Hawksford with you, presented by BetMGM. On a Tuesday, the voice there of Kevin Stefanski talking about his Browns team and their defense, saying he knows his team could do it. Well, they're going to have to do it this weekend against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Let's go to the guest line here, the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. Joining us, Ian McDonald at CRG Futures on Twitter. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more, Ian, welcome back to the show. We were discussing earlier Defensive Player of the Year. I threw out a long shot. I'm curious where you're looking. Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL right now. We know Bosa's had a great start to the season. Parsons the favorite. Both banged up. Bosa won more significant. But what do you think of Defensive Player of the Year in this market right now? Yeah, you could also include uh, Miles Garrett being banged up because of that car accident a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think there's a couple Mm -hmm. other guys that were high up in the odds to start the year that uh, frankly, have underachieved. There was a guy I was looking at, Max Crosby, but that Raiders defense is so poor. I don't know if they're going to give it to a team that defensively uh, is not doing you know nearly as well this year. Uh, so a couple of guys I was looking at, uh, one long shot. First of all, Parsons is going to be hard to beat. Playing for Dallas, uh, made a couple of great plays against the Rams the other day. But like you said, a little nicked up. You want to see where that goes. But I was looking down the board at another guy who is hurt right now but has made a heck of an impact when he's been playing. He's a former All-Pro. You can find Jordan Poyer at 100 to 1, uh, or 151, I think, even on uh, BetMGM, uh, to win Defensive Player of the Year. Now, like I said, he's got a rib injury right now, so he has to come back from that. But I thought that uh, he had some value there. Already leading the NFL in limited time with four interceptions. And you know that they're going to be one of the better defenses with one of the best records in the league. Uh, so Jordan Poyer might be worth a look, I think. And also, uh, Joe, there in your backyard, I was looking at Hassan Reddick, who does not have the tackle numbers that some other guys do, but has been impactful in other ways. He's, uh, I think he's forced several forced fumbles. He's recovered a couple. He's got four and a half sacks already this year. Uh, so he's been doing a little bit of everything uh, for the Eagles, another team that you expect to have a good, uh, a good record at the end of the season. Let's go coach of the year. I know everyone's talking about Sirianni and Dayball for good reason, some of those uh, NFC East coaches. But uh, I have a sneaking suspicion, uh, knowing your style, that you're probably going elsewhere on the board. What are we thinking for coach? I found uh, some really interesting information in this market that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. And it might affect some guys down the board a little bit. I went back the last eight seasons and the the COVID – season is included in this and i broke the season up into quarters uh 
four and eight, four games and then eight games um, for the sake of this. In the last eight seasons, there's been one head coach that has started four and oh. There have been five that have started three and one, and there have been two of them that have started two and two. The one that started four and oh was Ron Rivera back when the Panthers went 15 and one. The second mm-hmm. quarter is where I found a lot of these coach of the year winners from the past eight years. That's where it seems like they've really made their move. In the second quarter, so coming up starting week five, five of the coaches that won in the last eight years went 4-0. and One of them went 3-1, and and two of them went 2-2, two and one of them being uh, Matt Nagy a couple of years ago, Joe. I'm sure you remember that because when they won the two at the end of that second quarter, that started that run, that long win streak they had there towards the end of the year that vaulted them in the playoffs. So I thought it was interesting mm-hmm. that five coaches went 4-0 in the second quarter of the season, five of the last eight winners. And when I looked at that, if you look at some of the teams that maybe have started slow but you've had high expectations for them, down the board you can find the Shanahans and the McCarthys and some of these other coaches that you think will be in the mixer at 30, 40, 50 to 1. And if you think that these guys are going to uh, make some strides during the second quarter, uh, now would be the time to get them. You know, maybe you want to look ahead at the schedule and see some of the teams that uh, maybe have a little bit lighter schedule these next four games. I know that Nick Sirianni obviously has been the big favorite, and there's some guys up there, but I wouldn't discount some of these guys down the board a little bit um, based on what I found there, guys making their move in the second quarter of the season. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, what about in college football, Heisman, in that market, where is there still some value? I think that this is a guy, when I played the Heisman uh, market earlier this year because uh, Young and C.J. Stroud were such overwhelming favorites. What I tried to do was find some quarterbacks uh, and running backs that had some big non-conference games early in the year or some big uh, big conference games as well early in the year where they could showcase themselves. And so far, that's been very successful uh, for me. Guys like Dorian Thompson-Robinson were down the board a little ways at 150-1. to one, They vaulted up. Um, so I've managed to uh, make a profit on some of these tickets because I'm already being offered a cash-out option. On the other side, there's been a couple guys that have moved down that I think are going to be there in the end. One of them is Stetson Bennett, who uh, I think got up as high as third or a few weeks ago, but now he's dropped down to about seventh or eighth in some of the markets, and he's at 20, 25 to one. I still think that this Georgia team is going to at most have one loss uh, and potentially be undefeated. As some of these other candidates fall as the season goes on, whether they're playing head-to-head, maybe it's uh, – somebody that's going to have a tough schedule coming up. I think some of these other guys fall, and then Bennett can kind of re-rise to the top, uh, and I think that he could be there uh, in the mix. So at 20 or 25 to 1, depending on where you're looking, I think there's a little bit of value on him. And the other guy that I was looking at that has seemed to fall for no reason, uh, other than maybe one of his teammates has kind of risen up to take his place, is J.J. McCarthy at Michigan. He had got the 20 or 25 to 1 also. And then over the last couple of weeks, his numbers have not been eye-popping, but Michigan has won, and he has not turned the ball over. And I know that Blake Corum has getting a lot of uh, a lot of money uh, because he's moved up into the top five, top ten. Uh, but I want to see if J.J. McCarthy maybe has got – I've seen him as low as 100 to 1 um, at some apps when just three weeks ago you know, he was in the 20, 25 range. So he's another guy that as they go along, they have a big showcase this week against Penn State. You know, if he looks good against Penn State and they win um, comfortably, he makes some plays. I think that's the guy who you're going to see vault back into the top uh, 10 where he was a few weeks ago. Ian McDonald, CRG Futures, joining us here 
on BetQL Daily as we look at the futures market. Ian, speaking of college football, the playoff, right? It's been something all year long. We've talked about the top two or three teams in some order of Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. Maybe there's some uncertainty now in the SEC with Tennessee putting themselves in the mix. But when you look at the playoff, odds to make the playoff college football, what teams are standing out? Is there someone we're not talking about that we should be? Uh, Your thoughts on that market? Yeah, I think that Tennessee uh, could be the fourth best team in the country, but I, I don't know the path that gets them there unless they defeat both uh, Alabama and Georgia, although I think they could probably lose to Alabama this week in a close game. If they beat Georgia, then they go back and play in the SEC title game. That is if they don't stub their toe against uh, a Kentucky or somebody else along the way. Um, but the team I was looking at who is who's risen, um, and not necessarily in that market, but at least their profile nationwide, has been UCLA. They've won a couple nice games here uh, lately uh, that were at home. Uh, good seats still available at the Rose Bowl, by the way. Come on, you people, get out and watch this team. I don't think there were 40,000 people there for that Huskies game last week. Uh, but they've got a, a good test coming up in a couple weeks against Oregon. And then uh, they'll play USC towards the end of the year. I found them recently uh, to win the national title. They were uh, anywhere between 80 and 150 to 1. Um, if I think that them getting to the playoffs, you know, if you could just get to the playoff, then maybe that you can do some things, uh, you know, hedging against them or, uh, you know, taking their first opponent maybe to uh, win the national title against them. You know, you're going to have some options. But if they're able to beat an Oregon team that's looked uh, pretty good lately in Eugene, then you're going to see that number disappear. So if you think that UCLA is a team that can go in there and do that, um, then I might want to take a chance on them doing Again, a small, a small play. Um, but it's still a pretty big number. But uh, that number is going to disappear uh, if you see them go on the road and beat uh, Oregon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ian, let's uh, head over to baseball. The DS starts in just a couple of hours. Joe G's on edge with his Phillies. I'm on edge too because I'm holding Phillies futures tickets. What do you like for the divisional series round? 
uh, you guys are on edge with your tickets. I've got Cleveland and Philly to meet an exact matchup, fifteen hundred to one. Uh, oh, so needless to say, I'm, I'm right there with you. Okay, found that uh, a couple months ago and uh, played it, and it's worked out so far. So uh, whoever wins in that out, if, if I get that series, uh, you guys won't hear from me for a few months. I'll be in an island in the Pacific. <laughs> but uh, I've got the the plays that I took, and I, I, I made a parlay with the four division winners. It's not it's not at big odds. Uh, but for the DLS, uh, I took the Guardians over the Yankees. Uh, I also took the uh, Astros over the Mariners. They've had a, a ton of success the last couple of years against them. Two, a couple of years ago, they were 18-1 and one in a season series against them. I know it's been uh, yeah. 12-7 and I think 11-8 this year, so it's been a little bit closer. But the Astros with that starting pitching uh, is rested and ready to go. Um, in the National League, I like the Dodgers over the Padres because of the record that they've had against them. And I'm going to take the uh, – Braves against the Phillies, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but the Braves come in yeah. on such a hot streak over the last two-thirds of the year, something like 76 and 32, their last 108. They're getting Strider back. I'm not sure how much of that was an oblique injury or how much of it was just resting um, going into the playoffs. But those are the uh, four picks that I like uh, to come out of the uh, division series. Any other MLB futures that you have your eye on where there might still be some value available? Yeah, I think something to look to look at is if you want to play something maybe with a little bit longer odds, and it was a little bit better before the uh, before the wild card. But if you look, some of the uh, apps, maybe all of them do, uh, depending where you are, they offer exact series outcomes, and you can also forecast the American League and you can forecast the National League. Uh, I took a uh, Dodgers over Guardians World Series ticket, and I managed to find that at sixty to one, and. Uh, Guardians over Dodgers was 100 to 1. I found that. Now, I don't think that the Guardians can beat the Dodgers because I don't think they can score enough runs uh, when they play. But uh, a Dodgers over a Guardians uh, at 60 to 1, I thought was, uh, was a good play. Uh, a little bit was a hedge for me because of the other matchups that I have, including that Guardians Phillies uh, ticket. But uh, to get, I like Cleveland this series. And I think that they can play with Houston. And if they get a couple breaks, they get some good pitching outings. I think they can get to the series, so that's why I thought at sixty to one that was a good value to uh, to take a team that's twenty six and four maybe in the last thirty games. I mean, under the radar, Cleveland's playing uh, really good baseball right now. Ian, you and I are together on that, so I, I think I got a forty five to one on the Dodgers over the Guardians. I, I love that. I, I could see that as the uh, the World Series here. Um, so we're we're online on the baseball. Ian, let's quickly talk some hockey because we're not. I mean, the season's about to start here. Hockey and basketball always kind of sneak up in October because there's so much going on with NFL, college, Major League Baseball. When you look at the uh, the future here for hockey, what's standing out to you? I know you have some thoughts on some point totals. Yeah, there was a couple point totals that I really liked, and one of them, uh, a team that I mentioned that uh, a few uh, maybe about a month ago when I was down with you guys was Carolina to win the cup. Um, they had made some moves in the offseason. I know one of their moves, Max Pacioretty, is going to be out for a little bit. But uh, they made some moves in the offseason. This has been a team that has been uh, one of the best in the East over the last couple of years. Their point total, depending on where you look, is just a little over 100. Um, over the last couple of years, they've gone over that by a significant amount. And I think they're even going to be better this year. They may start a little bit slower with the new pieces. But a uh, heck of a culture there. It's a great fan base. You've seen them all over social media. Uh, tough place to win in Raleigh. So I'll take Carolina over 102 or so, 101 and a half, 102 and a half, depending on what you can find. And uh, a team right there in uh, both the Joes' backyards, uh, the Blackhawks and the Flyers, both under their point totals. Um, <laughs> the Blackhawks are going to be terrible again. 
and uh, the Flyers, I know that they made some moves and the coaching change and stuff, but uh, uh, 74, four and a half, I think is what I saw. Uh, that still seems a little steep for me where in the in the East, which is uh, uh, some of the teams up top. It's so top-heavy that I'm not sure that they can get there either. So the Blackhawks uh, under about 68 and a half I've seen, and Flyers under were two that I liked under. I also uh, give a look to Ottawa, too. Uh, they made some improvements uh, quietly in the offseason, and uh, I think they're, they're a team that could potentially go over their uh, win total also, shop around for the best point totals. All right, let's take a look at NHL awards. I know you uh, dig into these throughout the season, and you've got something on Vesna. I got two guys for you. Uh, one of them is a guy that played uh, last year and kind of emerged as a rookie, but didn't have a good playoff. Uh, and that was Jeremy Swayman up in uh, Boston. And he kind of emerged as the number one. I know he was battling Allmark there for the number one job for a while. Uh, emerged, played really well down the stretch. Um, I know it was a little rough for him in the playoffs. Uh, he made a goalie switch. But uh, for the Vesna this year, he's uh, listed at 50-1 to 1 in some places. And you're getting a starter coming back on a team that's been pretty good over the last decade or so. Um, so I thought that might be worth a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of money. And then the other one I liked was Spencer Knight uh, for the Florida Panthers at 150-1. to 1. Bob Roski has been the starter there but struggled. Last year they gave up a ton of goals. Spencer Knight was a high pick by them. And uh, he was a guy that they wanted to sit um, last year, so he was getting acclimated to the NHL play. If he's a guy that can emerge and beat out Bobrovsky, who continues to play poorly, this is a team that's got some tough aspirations. Uh, they made some changes there in the offseason. Spencer Knight at 150-1 to 1, uh, is a guy with a pedigree, and he's going to be playing on a team that's really good. So he might be a, a worth a small play. Um, you know, like I said, if he, see if he earns a starting job there. It's something to keep an eye on, I think, down in Florida. Really quick, tell us about what else you have going on. We're excited to hear about it. Yeah, I've been uh, haven't done much here the last couple months, but I've had some uh, some issues uh, with my daughter that are just about resolved. So uh, what we're going to do is I'm getting ready to get back on the site a little bit. We're going to put out some football notes every Tuesday and Wednesday here, starting next week. Just some notes on conference games, Heisman, you know, futures, etc. And uh, of course, we have the baseball playoffs. Joe, you mentioned basketball, uh, football. It's such a good month to uh, for sports that uh, for me to get back into it um, full-time, uh, we're going to be putting a lot of stuff up on the website. It's going to be free. We'll just post it on Twitter. Um, so if anybody wants to go over there and read what we've got, uh, like I said, it's just going to be a lot of good information, some of the plays that we're making, and we'll be hitting that here later in the week, maybe first part of next week. Point totals, futures, whatever we can put on there, um, you know, we're going to do. So you know, give it a few days and then take a look at it, and we'll put some stuff on Twitter. Great stuff. Ian, we appreciate you hopping on. We'll check it out at CRG Future on Twitter. Ian McDonald on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. We'll dive back into baseball next. Big picture futures. There's World Series MVP odds out there. We'll hit it next right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.